Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. Today's date is... I think it's December the 9th. December the 9th. That's what it is. December the 9th. You know, it's been uh, right now, um, the last time I was in the hospital when I had the two stents put in, it was uh, November 18th. So I'm, I'm coming up on a month. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Good. You're yeah, looking you know, good. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better, too. I, you know, and like like we say with addiction, you know what I mean? It's it's a threefold disease and and I experienced that physically mm-hmm. not maybe spiritually because I, I didn't disconnect from right. my, you know but mentally it was beating me up and even you know even um, last night when it when it gets around this time my mind goes oh well this was the time that this was around the time that my heart started acting goofy because it only happened at night when I went into AFib Right. So, you know, but it's all a process. It's like everything else that we go through. You just have to walk through um, the hills and valleys. And you know? sometimes that can be very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, but but I, I, I shared it with the doctor and the doctor said, you know something, um, it's normal. Right. He said, it may take four to six weeks for you to physically feel better. He said, I wouldn't be surprised if you felt better in two but mentally, it's going to take you a little while longer because your mind is going to still play that game. Right. You know, and um, even the people at Cardiac Rehab said that. But, you know, I went I went this morning and I did like that much more than I did Friday. And um, I felt good when I was leaving. And um, hopefully... You know, I, I talked to somebody today. He goes, oh, you had seven stents put yeah, in? I said, yeah. Lot. He goes, oh, I only had two. I said, well, how do you feel? He goes, well, I'm still feeling it. I said, well, when did you have it? He said, February. Oh, my gosh. I said, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he said, yeah, but don't go by me because I had all other kind of stuff going on as well. So I guess it's one of those things where maybe you didn't realize how bad you felt, you know, until no. you start feeling better. No, and, you know, it's funny. <clears throat> when we had the hurricane, when was that? When when we when the hurricane like took an immediate ninety degree. Oh, that was right around Labor Day, I think. Okay, it was I I had gotten five gas cans full of gas for their generator, and I was pouring one in my car today because uh, I got to get rid of it, and it reminded me. My chest was hurting back then, yeah. Because I remember pouring pouring gas in the in the car or in the generator or whatever, and thinking that I burned my burned my lungs with the gas fumes. Oh, it wasn't. Oh, wow. So it was all the way back then, and it just hit me today, like wow, big difference, huh? Yeah, you could have been dead. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah, I mean. My mother doesn't want to lose her number one son yet. Of course not. No, she told me last <laughs> we can't, night. We can't do it without you. No, she told me last night I had to wait until she was gone. You well, know, all so. moms feel that way, of <laughs> yeah. course. Yeah, no, that's true. Even, you know, and it's funny, even if, you know, like my, my great-grandmother and my grandmother lived till 
104, technically within a few days, right? My great-grandmother was 104. I think my grandmother was within a couple of days. So, you know, my mother's lineage goes up over 100. Right. That means I'm going to have to stay stay alive until I'm like 90. So you got a little while (laughs) yet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which well, is I'm a good exaggerating thing. ninety because she's she's not only she's not ten years older than me, but um, yeah. So it's good to be back on the air again this week. It's good to have a voice. It's good to um, reconnect with our audience, seeing we were off for a couple of weeks. Dial eight six six four seven two five seven nine two if you have anything you want to share with us. Eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. You know, this is a show that we do about addiction and recovery, but we have had a vast array of guests on, you know, speaking from, I mean, some people were talking about, like, all kind of different stuff, right. you know, and a lot of it can turn into, or you can you can replace it with some form of life experience that you're living through addiction or living through someone else's active addiction. And I'm grateful for everybody that's come on. We, we, we need to start getting a, a few more, few more guests on, you know, we, uh, our friend, David Essel, you probably yes, you follow him, right? I on, do. Uh, and, uh, he has purple hair now. Oh, does he? Yes. He's, he's out of his <laughs> mind. But anyway, he, um, he lost his dog, Saint. And he adopted an elder greyhound. Yeah. And I guess the elder greyhound was a little aggressive. Right. So they had to bring him back, and he just got himself another adoptive dog. And, you know, it, it it's so cool. I got a house full of dogs, plus four. <laughs> oh, yeah, you had a surprise. Four. Yeah. I woke up. I came home one afternoon, and uh, baby girl had four little babies in, in my bedroom. So now I have a house of nine dogs. Uh, well, four of them are three days old. but And they're so you know, cute. And I, I just can't see myself without a dog. I can't see myself without an animal. I got a hedgehog in the back that I feed daily. Feed. But I, yeah. <laughs> well, this know. is the street where people can just drop a dog off and it'll <laughs> yeah. come here yeah. and find a home. Yeah. And sometimes people, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know do something. Take in people don't. Occasionally. People don't happen at my door like they used to up in Massachusetts. It was it was a constant, constant. Um, I think maybe because I was more uh, connected daily with, you know, uh, newly recovering people. Right. You know, um, because I needed it myself. I needed I needed to stay connected to remind myself where I came from. I know exactly where I came from today. You know, I don't I don't need to uh, drive down the street and say, you know, look at you on the corner there. Right. You know, um, my heart goes out to that individual that I see on the corner because that is me if I choose to go out and use. And, you know, like I've said, um, 30 years clean. And today's a good day to get high. It's not what I choose to do today, but it's it's a good day to get high. I'm an addict. That's what we do. It's like it's like an alcoholic. Today's a good day to, to drink. You just choose not to because you, you know that you know the. Um, yesterday, I went to a wedding down in uh, Delray. It was a friend of mine who I was in detox with. Uh, her son 
got married in the bar that he owns. Oh, really? Yeah. It was in the backyard. It was, it, oh, you yeah. know, it was a nice Still setting. Nice. I, I looked at the building at first and I went, yeah, this is kind of Mickey Mouse. But it was nice, <laughs> you know. Um, and we were sitting at a bar, in the bar, waiting right. because they, they make us go inside so they could. They did the wedding. Then they made us all go inside so they could do the put pictures tables and all that. And, no, they could put tables up and do the, the uh, food and all of that. So while I'm sitting there, there's this, everybody is, is drinking this high noon. And I'm like, what the hell is I that? I don't know what that is. It's like vodka and juice or vodka and soda or something. It's the new craze, I guess. Okay. You know, and the girl that I was sitting there with, she had 20 years sober or clean or whatever you want to call it. And she said, man, I remember when I, when I first got clean, Zima came out. And I wanted so bad to try it. I'm like, Zima? What, what is Zima? Zima? I don't know what that is either. Yeah, when, when I, and, and, and the guy, Stevie, that I was there with, he got clean when I did. And we ultimately went to the same meetings, knew all the same people and everything. And he said, Ray, what did we have? And it was wine coolers. Yeah, I think I, I remember yeah. that. So, so I never got to experience any of that stuff. I'm, I'm grateful that I don't have to today. Well, it sounds like it comes and goes. Cause <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I guess it's a fad. You yeah. know what I mean? But, you know, so it was, it was good to be able to visit with people um, that I hadn't seen in a while. I hadn't seen my friend and her daughters and her son, actually, for a couple of years. And I hadn't seen my buddy Stevie for a couple of years as well. He lives up in Orlando or he's moving like Orlando and Naples or something like yeah. that. And um, it was good to spend time with them. But it was also good to get in my car. And be and able go to drive home. home. Yeah. And go home. Yeah. And not have to not have to have anything but a good memory right. of what it was that I experienced. You know, and I can probably guarantee you that a few people woke up this morning with a, with an experience that they don't remember, right? Or with an or experience they were sick, or you know, um, and it's it's awesome to be able to live life that way. Do I miss all that stuff? Absolutely not. Would I embrace it if I chose to use? Absolutely. So that's what that's another good gauge for me. Walking into a situation like that, having gratitude that I don't have to partake in that madness and um, be able to get in my car and go home. Right. You know, and be able to wake up this morning going, yeah, that was a good experience. Right. That was an awesome experience. You know, and I'm, I'm glad that I got to remember every piece of the conversation right. that I had while I was there. And, uh, and you didn't embarrass yourself or anything? Well, I might have embarrassed myself. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, acting like a, acting like an idiot. Yeah, which is uh -huh. sometimes what happens. Yeah, and fortunately enough, I didn't see because usually that'll throw me off. You know, uh, if I see somebody um, experiencing the effects of alcohol or drugs, it kind of. It kind of rubs me. Yeah, does you it know? make you just want to leave? It's not that I'm pissed at them. It's I'm pissed at who I was. Right. You know? Uh, well, it's a good reminder, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome reminder. 
it's 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 crappy that they have to be there to show me. Right. And and I feel for them in that situation that they're next. Right. You know, um, but you know, life's a, life's an awesome experience. And um, you know, I was I was talking to my mother on the on the way home while I was driving, and um, she was telling me the problems that she has with listening on her iPhone. So actually, she's on the phone right now <laughs> listening. You know, and and that's one thing. If 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 you don't have the ability to be able to listen on an iPad, an iPhone, or a, a computer, dial 866-472-5792 and just ask him to put you on hold. Like if you lose your internet connection or whatever, just dial that number, 866-472-5792, and he'll gladly put you on hold so you can listen to the show. Um, and maybe what we may do is he may uh, give me a little wink on the screen and uh, we'll pull you in by accident and you'll oh, have yeah. to share with us, you know. Definitely. Yeah. We, we had a caller last week. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we, we'd love to have another one. We always, uh, we always enjoy hearing everyone else's stories, experience, strength, and hope. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's helpful for everyone out there. You know, to know that, yes, you can get through this. You can get to the other side. And, and it's a lot better because you, you, you've probably experienced lows that other people don't get to. Right. Or, or haven't, aren't going to. And when you come out of that, I think you must have such gratitude for just, you know, being able to open your eyes and, and see the day. Well, I think the gratitude takes a little time well yeah you know, yeah but I, I mean yeah. once you get some of that time yeah. behind you once you once you get a little bit of a uh, little bit of clean time and a little bit of clarity you know um yeah a little bit of clarity because yeah, i want to say when i when i was newly clean i thought that immediately i was okay because i wasn't using right I was so much in a state of fog, you know, I was so much in a state of stupor that, you know, all I really was supposed to do was follow the person in front of me. And, um, you know, the, actually the person in front of me just celebrated 35 years. Wow. Yeah. And, and the guy that I was with yesterday, he was 34 years clean and we both have the same, the same sponsor, Rick. And, um, you know, it was good to, it was good to be able to, reminisce a little bit about being newly clean and how we how we got along how right. we how we made it how we held each other's hands and got through it and today um, I don't think people get that experience because you can just grab onto somebody who has all the knowledge and, and just hold on for dear life and pray that you're going to be okay. We had to make our own way. I mean, even though one had five and one had four, That's, yeah. we still had to make our own way because there was, there was still no guarantee. You know, far too many people have five, six, seven years, the scary years, and they go out. Yeah. You know? And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful today that I can, that I can look back and be grateful 
that that that's my experience because I don't know if I'd be able to experience it today, and it's not something that I want to uh, have to experience right, again. I don't want to relive that if you can no. help it. All right, we're gonna we're gonna go to break right now. Dial eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. That's eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. With your questions or comments, when Ellen and I return on the Miracles and Recovery Radio Show. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we're back for the second segment of the Miracles in Recovery show. If you or your organization would like to be a featured guest on the show, please send an email to Ray at miraclesinrecovery.org and we'll send you an information packet on how to schedule a time for you to be on this show so that we can focus on what you have to bring to the recovery community. So anybody out there who has anything that you're doing, anything you have done, anything you're planning, we would love to hear about it. So please contact us and let us know. We'll get you on. Doesn't mean we'll agree with what you're saying, but we'll get you on. No, but we always have a lot of <laughs> we always have a lot of questions. No, we do. We and do. everything is interesting. What were you going to say about David, by the way, when I interrupted you about his hair? David huh? Essel, what were you going to say? Oh no, Al, I, it, I just was sharing about um, about dogs. Oh, know? that's right. And that's, that's right. what I was getting to the whole. Yeah, I didn't know that he had purple hair, but... Well, yeah, you got to do something exciting. Yeah, I guess. I reach out. <laughs> oh, my daughter yeah. does purple hair all the time. Yeah, she does all. She does rainbow hair. Yeah, she yeah. does. She looks good in it like she that, does. too. I, yeah, she does. You have to admit, you know, you, you say rainbow hair, like, and you, and you put something in your mind of, like, something twisted, but... Um, she no, it, it can, it can look pretty. Yeah. I don't... I'm not a fan of the non-hair color, hair color, but... Oh, the non-real yeah, hair color, I, hair I, color? I would prefer a real-looking hair color, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, that's the difference of, 
mother and daughter. No, yeah. Generation. Generational. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of tattoos either, but what are you going to do? You know, it's funny. I watched that show, um, uh, Ink Master, and I watch uh, all the other other tattoo shows, and I've, you know, looking at the tattoos, and of course, while you're looking at them, they're judging them, so you're judging them in your mind as well. You're either agreeing or disagreeing, and I've seen a lot of Beautiful tattoos. Right. Not one that would go on me, though. <laughs> no. You I know? mean, the, the changes that your skin undergoes between the, you know, yeah. 20s and 30s and 60, 50s, 60s and beyond oh, is yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. scary, and I just can't imagine. Yeah, no, my, my skin is completely different than Oh, mine was. too. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Sadly. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. well, gratefully, though. You know, if you look at the if you look at the the whole picture, gratefully because if you weren't here, you your skin would be yeah, it would be gone. Yeah, so this is true. I'm grateful my skin is changing, but it's, it's you know it's it's crazy. I never thought that I would make it this far, and I don't want to say I cheated death, but. You know, but you God, did. But God had a different plan yeah, for me. Yeah. And it wasn't about it wasn't about me whatsoever because my my pig headedness and my stubbornness was just saying it's a chest cold. Yeah. And my arteries are clogging up and closing up and no dummy, it's not a chest cold. You know, and it's funny because when I I went and got an EKG for my hernia surgery and then I went for the hernia surgery and um, I remember a couple of people asking you know your your heart's just whacked out why did you go for hernia surgery and if I didn't I wouldn't be you here you wouldn't be here you're no. right. exactly if right I, didn't, I, I was thinking the here. same I mean, thing wasn't a, it probably wasn't a smart move on my part having having chest pains and, and being in Washington, D.C. and not being able to walk two blocks to church. Um, but fortunately, I made it through. And it's an experience that hopefully I can live with for the rest of my life, knowing that if there's something wrong, I need to say something. I mean, uh, you know, yeah, people... Instead you, of thinking, oh, it's nothing, oh, or I'm going to get better. Or, yeah. You know, we take our health for granted. Yeah. Because, you know, if you've been healthy your whole life, it's very easy to do. Yeah. You know, and you think I'm going to give it. I, I had the same experience one time with um, pneumonia. Yeah. I, I didn't know that's what I had. I wasn't coughing. And I went to the doctor and they kind of like, well, gave me an antibiotic, but I kept getting worse and worse and worse. And I just kept thinking I was going to get better. Yeah. And I went back and they sent me to the ER where they discovered a very high white count and lo and behold, I had pneumonia. Huh. Very shocking, and they wanted to admit me, but I had kids at home, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have any way. I'm not a fan of hospitals in general, having worked yeah. in them my whole life. But, you know, it's funny. My dad had kind of the same experience. He went to a blood pressure clinic at the mall, and his blood pressure was so high that the nurse that was, it was, you know, student nurses learning how to do yeah, it. Yeah, yep. The head nurse came, found me in the store where I was busy shopping, and said, you need to- to take him to the emergency room. Well, 
And it turned out when he got there, not only did he have uncontrolled hypertension, but he also had cancer. So sometimes things can happen. Why? Guys, I'm sorry. I I just had to put you on pause. (laughs) I could yell at the dog real quick. Sometimes things can happen. No, exactly. Yeah. You know, sometimes it sounds like it's bad at first, but it ends up being for good. So the hernia surgery actually brought you to where you needed to be. Yep. To have to have the discovery about you know your heart issues, and now you're better. So I guess sometimes we have to just trust in how in we something feel. greater than ourselves. Yes. And and don't try to be tough. If no. you're you know sometimes you shouldn't tough it out. You know, and sometimes you can't. I know you guys you, when you're. In your addiction and fighting it, a lot of times you think you can tough it out, and maybe you know you need to just give up and let somebody help you. Yeah, no, I know it's it's uh, crazy. You know, I so many so many near death experiences out there using that you'd figure common sense would kick in when something's not feeling right. You know, you figure you would learn your lesson by. The use and abuse that that you put to you put on your on your body, but right. that's a negative. Well, if you used a lot of cocaine as a youngster, that might have might have helped it along a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no. It, you know, it it was it wasn't it wasn't um, heart damage. It was it was clogging. It was clogged. You know. I mean, yes, I yes, I used the cocaine. But it wasn't um, uh, function. It was it was um, get you know my, my my arteries were clogged, and that was from uh, you know I, that's hereditary. Yeah, I think so. You but know? I have a friend who's a nurse, and she said they're seeing a lot of patients in their fifties and sixties with heart problems, and a lot of them. Did oh, very a well, tremendous no, very well. Could cocaine. be. I don't. I don't I don't discount that, but mine, mine. Uh, when when you have an artery that's a hundred percent clogged, yeah, that's pretty scary. Yeah, that you know, and when when they tell you you're going to live a compromised life from here on out, just take it easy. Um, uh, yeah, we don't want to hear that. No, you got way no, and, too and, much to give still. And like like I said, God had another plan, and He threw my heart into AFib three times enough to get to my doctor who was able to open up that artery and say, go live a strong life. Right. You know? And now you're in therapy and knocking it out. Yeah, well, I'm doing the best I can right now. <laughs> but, oh, is it is it as bad? I mean, is it, I dread going to the gym every day. I hate it. Um, I went this morning, and, you know, you go, I, I, you, go you weigh yourself, you go in, you stretch a little bit. You put your heart monitor on, and you sit there, and they they take a reading, and they say, "Okay, what do you want to start doing? What you want to do?" Usually, um, three people grab the treadmills because right. that's the so I, I go on a on a like a flex bike or something mm-hmm. like that. It's sitting down, and you're pumping your feet right. like you're walking, and your arms are pumping as well, like your uh, uh, cross country skiing, right. and um, then you go do something else, and you, and, and you know you you get in about three or four exercises within the hour, uh, and they monitor you the right, whole time. Right, they're checking you know? your heart the whole time. Yep, and um, you know they check your blood pressure a couple of times through, and 
I, I, I left there this morning with so much more of a clear mind that I'm ultimately getting to the, not the end, because I, this is just the beginning, but I'm getting to the physical um, well-being of right. this process, right. you know, and then mentally, all of that stuff will come as well, right? You know, and it's crazy because when I was out there using, I would I would put my heart through whatever uh, damage that I would do with cocaine, or you know, I mean, yeah, I, whatever you could find, I'm yeah, sure, and you know. Um, it didn't matter. It was next. And today life matters. And, and it's it's incredible to be able to experience and understand how important that is. I was sitting at the hospital with, with Janelle and uh, Callie this morning. Callie had diarrhea for a couple of days. And how important it was for me to sit there and her say, Papa. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, what if you weren't there? Yeah, well, that's yeah. it. Yeah, she would be saying, Papa, but she'd be looking at a headstone. Yeah, exactly. You know? And I don't want that. No. No. And probably not remembering you after a certain period right. of time. Right, And those yep. memories are important, too. And that's, yes. you know, I, I guess, you know, when you're in your using state, you probably feel sort of invincible, like, oh, that could happen to, you know, my buddy right over here, but oh, yeah. it, it's not going to happen to me. Right. And just keep right on going. I think, you know, that's kind of a human thing anyway. Yeah. You know, we all think we're invincible until something happens. Uh-huh. And then we're like, what? <laughs> what am I going to do now? That's I the know. hard part. And a lot of times there's nothing that can be done. And that's that's and then the sad it's too part. late. Yes. Yeah. And and that's, that's where part. that's where I was when the guy said you're gonna live a compromised life from here on out. I was like, Okay, well now now that we know that I that for the past month or so or two months, now that we know that all I had to do was say help and now I'm going to deal with the rest of my life with the pain because I didn't. Mm-hmm. You, we, that that was like devastating. And I think maybe that's why my mind kind of went a little, um, you know, on the on the apprehensive side of a lot of stuff. Oh, because, yeah. I'm, I'm quite sure the fear that that I remember, brings. I remember them telling my dad when he had open heart surgery. Um, he was 41, I think, or something oh, wow. like that. Uh You'll never live the life that you lived. Oh, that's a horrible thing to say to somebody, though. But that's what they told me. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. In, and now in they're a saying you're going to be way, okay. In a roundabout way, they, that's what they said. You're going to live a compromised life from here on out. And what I thought of was my dad. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and fortunately enough, you know, God stepped in and took over and found me a doctor that would open up that other artery, you know? Uh I don't know. You know, it's. I hate hospitals, but yeah. I'm here because of. Them. Right. I know. Yeah. We, they're a necessary yeah. evil. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're all here because of a hospital, unless you were born at home. But um, you know, through the years, I've my visits with hospitals have always been helpful. Right. And I'm not as 
apprehensive to go. You know, like I went in today and I was sitting in the emergency room um, and I was put back. Um, uh, Callie was put in the room, one of the ones that I was in, you know, in, in the emergency room. And um, I had a little bit of gratitude yeah. that I was yeah, not laying in the bed. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm just I'm just grateful, you know, and really enough about really enough about my heart, enough about all of that stuff. But, um, you know, there's so many life's lessons that we gather along the way that we miss while we're using or we miss while we're chasing after an individual, a loved one who is using, you know, life stops. It does. Life it becomes does. very unimportant and. You know, for me, the target was next. For you, the target was help stop. Yeah, fix, fix, yeah. fix. Yeah. Spackle over the problems and, you know, why don't you stop? Yeah, the difference the difference of spackling over the problems on a wall and with an individual are yeah. completely different. But I, I, I well, get that, you. Well, that, that tends to be what you do, especially yeah. at first, you know, before – Anybody really knows the truth, including me. You know, I didn't know that all the things. I didn't know it was possible. Right. I did not know that it was possible to, you know, for for my child to to get to that. I don't want to say depth, but I guess it is. Yeah, you know, it is. Yeah. To to go that far down, I just didn't imagine that that could even be possible. But right. it is, you know. I was no, it's, a, it's, I was a good mom. I was yeah. a Girl Scout leader. I did all the stuff you were supposed to do, and sometimes it just mm-hmm. doesn't. I don't want to say it doesn't matter because I I think if they have something to hold on to, you know, or you guys have something to hold on to when you're down in that pit, maybe that makes it a little easier to come out when you do and get out on the other side. But it was. I, you know, I think, I think, and, and not when you just said that, it, it kind of triggered my thought process back to there. And I think knowing that I had my family's support, or not, maybe not necessarily support, but my family's love, um, allowed me to be able to finally say help. Like with, like you know, with like with your situation. You didn't give up. You didn't say go. You didn't say, you know, pack your trash and get out of here. I knew that my, I knew that when I was told to pack your trash and get out of here, I still knew that at any moment that I said help, my family would be right. there to help. Well, I did say that a couple yeah. of times. But but yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. You know, like it. Um, but my, yeah, my parents said you got to go. But. You know, we're watching. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and and you know that somewhere, I'm sure, in the back of your mind, you knew that if you were ready to stop, they they still loved you and would be there and support you in any anything you were trying to do. Um, I mean, as far as recovery goes. Well, no, because because at that point, that's that that the the being that I became was incapable of love, was incapable of of understanding um but maybe subliminally somewhere i knew when i said help they would lead the way but really i didn't realize that you guys get that you know i always thought somewhere somewhere she knows 
No, because uh, because you, you don't you don't get to if you get to that depth, you don't get to experience life at all. You know, life as I knew it had ended. Right. And you know, death was one of the options that I fortunately didn't have to take. But that was an option and I accepted it. So how can I how can I even know that how can I even say that I love me or I love my family if I'm willing to accept death right. as one of my options today? You know? It's a it's a it's a scary place to be and it's and it's a hard place to turn around from. Yes, very. You know? And and that's the that's the thing that that um amazes me every single day that I was that I was given this life and through many years of getting clean the how I've taken advantage of it how I've uh, I don't mean take advantage of it like like in a negative way no 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 I, I mean taking advantage of the gifts that were given to right. me along the way and you know I'll be forever grateful for my family the people who were there to hold my hand when I first said help, um, and everybody else that I've met along the way that have that have given me some form of understanding of who I am and where I came from. Right, and it it, it uh, I'm sure it takes a little bit of time before that all kicks in, but once it does, you know you you golden pony boy. Yeah. Dial 866-472-5792. 866-472-5792. With your comments or questions when Ellen and I return on the Miracles and Recovery Radio Show. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson, breast cancer survivor and advocate. She helps by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. 
You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, well, you know, um, we've been talking about addiction and life and what's happened to me over the past couple of months. You know, it'd be cool if somebody called in and shared a little bit about yeah. what's going on with them. You know, there may be there may be somebody out there that's struggling that uh, just needs to talk to someone. You know, dial 866-472-5792. No one will know who you are. I mean, someone may know who you are, but n- no one... Uh, you know, and and maybe we can point you in the right direction. If you're in Cincinnati, Ohio, if you're in Dublin, Ireland, I know you're listening. And um, everyone needs an ear, you know. And and I remember how how easy it is to talk to Ellen is because for even before we started doing this, for hours we would talk about this stuff on the phone because right. she was struggling. I knew that her daughter was struggling with, through active addiction. And um, it, it, I was struggling as well because it was somebody that I cared about was out there running around like a kook stealing my car. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think breaking into your house too. <laughs> but, uh, and that's how you get, that's how you get through it. So the the ease that I have speaking with Ellen about every, I mean, we've done this for ten years almost. Ten years, yeah. Well, it was good for me too because you know I would I spent a lot of time going to meetings for you know family mm-hmm. and friends, but to have the addict's perspective, yeah, because we don't know that we don't understand that. I think unless you've actually experienced it, you're not mm-hmm. going to. Right. I mean, there's no way that you can. You know, I was I was in. Why don't you just stop mode? And I remember one time driving somewhere with her, so frustrated, and she finally looked at me and said, "Mom, do you really think I want to be this way?" Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know, my mind is just screaming. Well, then just stop. But I guess it's just absolutely not. You can't just it's do it just, that way. It's just not that easy. As simple as it seems, just stop. Um, and as simple as it really was for me. Yeah. Um, because all I had to do at that point was just not use. Right. But that was just so tough to do. Yeah. So tough to do. But when I look back on it, I say, how simple was that? That I just had to, that I just had to say no. But going through it is is a is a terrible terrible um, experience, right? You know, fear of the unknown. I, at least I knew. Yeah. At least I knew that I would. You know. Well, I guess, and I guess at a certain point too, you you get numb, so you don't yeah. care about anything except right. maybe where you're going to get your next next. Right. Yeah. Uh huh. But maybe that feeling of numbness is good too. I don't. Yeah, know. it helps you get through it. I think. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, um, I think if I had the brand, the, the understanding that I have today, and I was, I was doing what I was doing, I don't think I would allow myself to live. Really? No. You know, because you get to a point of, you know, 
I don't know. I was just, you know, like zombieism. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. I always say you guys turn into like a shark. The most the important end. thing was next. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, and I think it's the only I, thing. Who am I going to screw over to get it? Right. Yeah. You don't even worry about where you're going to sleep. Right. So please don't get in my way today. If you if you love me or care for me, please don't get in my yeah. way today because you're next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or just go ahead and hand over some money. Yeah. Make it easy. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there was a lot of that. But it, it was very helpful. Very, very helpful to be able to talk to somebody who, you know, lived it and could explain yeah. it to me a little better because it's it's frustrating, frightening, just, you know, a multitude of negative emotions that go along with this. And I was not one who ever really came to the other side, you know, while my daughter was still using, but what I did do was mm-hmm. just back away. And I don't know if that made a huge difference or not, but I think it helped her to become more independent. I, I'm, I'm sure it did, but you know, it's funny uh, thinking back on conversations from 2009 or whatever, uh, the anger's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, in 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 everything, you know, like even, you know, in in all aspects, you know, like when you get angry about something, it goes away just as easy as it came. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's that has so much to do with um, taking care of yourself, taking care of myself, taking care of oneself, and that's really tough to do it's really tough to like for me being an addict it was tough for me to step out of my own way and say now i have to start taking care of myself what yeah huh and for somebody who was chasing me to say enough's enough i have to take care of myself that was that, that that's just really not common to the situation no and that's you know i think you reach a point where you just get tired you know, like you say, yeah. you have a saturation point. Yeah. You know, I never gave up, but I just, you know. Found a saturation yeah. point. Yeah. And, and backed away. And, yep. You know, I don't, it wasn't even conscious. I just did it because I was tired. Yeah. And, it, you know, like I say, I don't think that's, that wasn't the the reason, but I think it probably helped. Well, fortunately, you got tired before she did. And I think with that, it gives it gives the active addict a better chance at uh, success. Right. Yeah. I agree. Because that happened with, with my family as well. They got tired long before. Uh, but when I was there, they had an understanding of, okay, now it's time for us to help him. Right. You know, and and that's good too. I mean, I I would have felt really bad if something had happened to her, and I right. hadn't still been in her life, and she mm-hmm. knew I loved her, and all of those things. And you know, I've I've actually seen moms whose kids overdosed, and, and they'd thrown them out, and they were they you know they're saying to themselves, "If only I hadn't done that, you know, yeah. this wouldn't have happened." And, but you know, that's something a tough I think spot still, to be in. They're still stuck in the. Um I don't know. I mean, I know. I know. If I, it's it's tough because I'm 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 
I'm spe- I'm speaking from an addict's mind, and you know, if I would have overdosed, it sure as hell wasn't my mother's fault. Right, right, but you know? but but but. If your mom had thrown you out a day or two before. Still wasn't her fault. No, of course not. But she's going to say to herself, oh, if only. That's how that works. Uh, you know, Un- unless, then you, you have to, I, I guess you come to a point where maybe you accept it, but that's hard. Yeah, but, I mean, you have to accept. Yeah, no, I, I get that. But, um, God forbid, I never want to have to. Say if only. Right, exactly. You know? So that that was that was part of my fear. I didn't want to. I did not want to have to say if only. So you know, you keep you keep working, you keep hoping, and, and you know, eventually you do get. And I remember yeah. people saying to me, "You need to take care of yourself." And I'm like, "What? I do all the stuff here. You know, I go to the dentist every six months. I get a mammogram <laughs> once a year. Yeah, I get my hair done. Yeah. But that's not what they meant. You know, yeah. it was more like take care of Inward. yourself." Yeah. yeah, and and that's very hard to understand, mm-hmm. and and even harder to do. You know, when you're used to just being out there fixing things, right? You know, not I guess contemplating what I needed, picking and, up and, the pieces. Yeah, trying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm always. I still clean up after people. Right. And you were complaining last week. You had to do Jay's laundry. So. Yeah, six loads. <laughs> six loads. It's a lot of laundry. Actually, there's probably some in there now. Yeah. Well, only because I'm trying to sell my house, and yeah, yeah, you got to keep it. Got to keep it clean. Yeah, got to keep it picked. And his laundry smells really bad, <laughs> <laughs> really bad. So, but beyond that, you know, you do get to a point of saturation. Things change, and but, uh, you know, fortunately for me, they changed for the good. But now, now let me ask you because because I know that. You know, dealing with life on life's terms, there's a lot of things out there that I hit saturation points with as well, but it's not as great as, um, you know, like like enough is enough. Right. With with a lot of different things, and um, I've learned along the way what my acceptance level is for a lot of things, and what my uh, tolerance level is for. People that are trying to run a game or people that are trying to, you know, do whatever they're trying to do to get over on on you or life or whatever. Um, And I think I get peace when I like when I was in a situation yesterday, I knew it could have, you know, that something could have threw me off. Right. But I was at peace because I knew that I had people around me that who were just as clean as I was. Girl and I was in detox. We ran away from detox together, <laughs> right? Um, and and I knew that I was with safe people, right? Amongst the storm, because there were people actively drinking, right? You know, um, but I knew that I was in a safe place, so my acceptance level was that more tolerant. Or that more uh, accepting of the situation I was in. If I walked in there all by myself, I, I, I don't do well with situations where there's a lot of people that uh, that I actively see drinking or you know whatever because I don't belong there. 
But right. if I'm with people who are who have the same basic principles as I do, the 24 spiritual principles of a recovery program, um, I get to walk through the the numbers. You know, I mean, I get to I get to take the steps that I'm supposed to be able to take, and I don't mean the steps the book, the you know, step one, two, three, four. I get to step through that situation more comfortable and more tolerant than if I was there by myself. And uh, of course, and we all have to have that kind of support, I think, to get through things like that. But it happens on a daily basis, even in Walmart. Not that I'm with anybody, but my tolerance level, I think, to allow people to be who they are and not have it affect me mm-hmm. um, is greater today than it was oh, yeah. Yeah. even last year, even five years ago. You know, because I was still wanting people to walk my way. Right. You right. know? Well, that's a human thing, too. You yeah. Can, but you recognize it. Yeah. And, you know, you can see yourself doing it. Yeah. I think, it, you know, it's it's kind of judge. It's being judgmental. Very much so. Yeah. And but I think you have to be to a certain extent. Because if not, then you're willfully letting everybody just poop all over you. Well, you can remove yourself as well. From most situations where that's only, happening. Only in the situation of being able to judge where it is that you belong and where you don't. If you don't have some sort of judgmental mindset, then you're going to stay there like a dope. Well, right? I'm, I'm talking about being negatively judgmental. Right. You know, oh, okay. Looking down on people. Yeah. But, yeah, I see your point. Mm. Definitely. Well, we're kind of... Getting close to wrapping another week up. Well, it always goes so fast. Yeah, it does. It does. It really does. And I just want to share with the audience, thank you for listening tonight, wherever you are, worldwide. With Miracles in Recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. Good night, everybody. Good night. Stay blessed. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.